Yo, what's going on, guys? My name is Chandler, the Geek Slays, and welcome back to the Scuffed Ass Podcast, episode 90. Here we have Jake Talk Sports again to talk sports. How yeah. you doing, my friend? I am doing I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm doing all right. I, I'm shocked you're doing doing good based off of the news you got this morning, but <laughs> you know what, man? You know what, man? If there was any team that I would want to lose Rodgers, if there was any game, I, w- I-, I would be okay with it being the Chiefs game. That's the Chiefs fair. game, coming into it, there was already a pretty good shot we lose. See, I I disagree. The Chiefs Okay, the, uh, yeah. Chiefs, okay, well, all I'm saying is that I'd rather not have Rodgers for, Mah- for the Mahomes matchup than I would for the Geno Smith matchup. Because Rodgers is set to come back on the 13th to practice, which I don't, I don't know if he can play the next day on against the Geno Smith-led Seahawks, which is kind of worrying me because I don't know if one day of practice is enough. For Rodgers, it might be, but... I think for um, Rodgers, they'd be fine giving him no practice. Yeah, honestly. especially against a pretty weak Seahawks team, if I'm being honest. And especially um, in a system that, I mean, Rodgers has been in for a while now. It's not like it's his first year and he's still trying right. to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see. That should be exciting. But you were talking about, you know, Jordan Love is, is the future mm-hmm. and you hope he plays well. Yeah. What are the odds? If you win or it's like a close game and the defense chokes it away, you know, you have the lead with less than two minutes left, defense chokes uh-huh. it, you're going to come out and post a video, be like Terrell Owens when he was on the Cowboys crying, that's my quarterback. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah. You know, with with the current state of the Chiefs offense, I wouldn't expect their defense to have any have any problems. If I'm being completely honest, I think Mahomes is going to throw two or three interceptions. Our secondary is playing really well, and I'm 95 percent sure Jair is coming back. I don't know, um, but our secondary is playing really well. Our pass rush has been really good, and the Chiefs offensive line has been worse than we expected it to be. Um, and the Chiefs defense is really bad. If there was any defense for Jordan Love to face in his first week, I'd rather it be the Chiefs than somebody tougher. That's like, fair. if this was a divisional game against, like, the Bears or the Vikings, or this was, like, Tampa, I'd be terrified. But the Chiefs defense is terrible this year. They are so bad against the pass, and they're bad against the rush, too, which is good because Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are both healthy, and those two are probably, they're at least a top 10 running back duo in the league at this point. So, probably, yeah. I... I feel like it's going to be honestly low scoring because the Packers offense with Jordan Love won't do incredible amount of point scoring and the Chiefs offense just looks kind of slow and Tyreek Hill is a concern on the deep ball because last time we had a, we had an elite deep third against us and D-Hop, he burned Eric Stokes on the first play. Luckily he got hurt, didn't have to play the rest of the game, but I feel like Tyreek Hill is going to get a one deep touchdown because Eric Stokes is a rookie, so... Fair enough. Thanks. I expect 24-17 either way. I'm not going to say he's going to win. but The thing for me play. is I think when it comes to Tyreek Hill, just play the defense that we're, we're in week eight, so four of the four teams have played. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. To, to shut down the Chiefs' offense, 
Play two deep safety. Do not let Tyreek Hill beat you okay. over the top, and you win. I'm, it's I, that I'm easy. Not even giving, I'm not even giving the Chiefs much credit for the games I have won. There's two out of the four games I've won have been against NFC East teams, and both of them, neither of them are the Cowboys. Right. So, who else have they beaten? Washington, New York. Washington, Cleveland. New York. Cleveland. Cleveland in week one, which Cleveland isn't even that great this year. And... Oh... Who else have they beaten? I genuinely can't remember who that fourth team was. Um, Let me see. I ninety-five percent sure it was not a divisional opponent. Uh, oh, the Eagles! The Eagles! They have beaten th the three NFC East teams that aren't the Cowboys so far. Oh my God. <laughs> I kind of want to see the Chiefs play the Cowboys at this point. So they have, they have three NFC East wins and the weakest. Uh, the weakest at AFC North team right now. And so I'm not giving the Chiefs much credit for anything this year, so far at least. Oof. I mean, that's fair. I'm, I'm, but... I'm pretty low on them because I expected a lot more out of this Chiefs team. But when you have high expectations, they're more than more likely than not they're going to uh, they're gonna hit you pretty hard there. So <laughs> I think everybody had higher expectations for the Chiefs, and I'm, I'm still unsure okay, I, why. I will say... That I definitely, before the season, I still had this belief, thought that the Chargers were really, really going to contend with them for the AFC West. And I still think that, I still think now here and sitting pretty much halfway through the season that that's, that's a true fact. I think the Chargers win that division because they already have a win against the Chiefs and they have a better record right now. But they also just lost to Mac Jones. So. Yeah, I think we're counting the Raiders out, but I also, I don't know. The Raiders, the there Raiders, is so much going on with that team. I don't Raiders, know how they're still winning games. Raiders just lost their best deep threat, so I'm not really sure what's going to happen with them. I'm not um, either. Because their best deep threat was just driving 156 miles an hour. So, and well, I don't know, man. The I'll only drop. comment I have to say That's... on Henry Ruggs is prayers up to the guy yeah, whose family yeah, died, and also fuck point you, too. Henry Ruggs don't care absolutely absolutely disgusted i Yo. don't think he should ever play for an nfl team again i don't think he should i i definitely think i'm just kind of curious i just really hope that he gets good jail time even though he's an nfl player because he deserves it that's all i'm gonna say right yeah that's an awful situation and mm -hmm. yeah. but not a fan football, football wise the raiders just got a little bit worse. So oh yeah, I'm not. I, and and Denver, Denver, they were the I the I they, they were such frauds. I'm sorry. Denver, so yeah. started out hot and well, I don't know what's going on. There's there's a few issues that I think nobody's actually recognizing. I do want to talk about Teddy a little bit, so I'll save my comments on him for in a second. Okay. But I mean, let's look at that team. They have a bottom five O line. Yeah. Their defense, yeah. which I still believe is good, with the, I was gonna say, the, the loss defense of Vaughn is... is bad. But the reason their defense has been playing poorly is they have Dude. seven linebackers on injured reserve right now. <laughs> they run a 3-4 and seven guys, seven linebackers of the four that have to play are injured. They keep bringing I, I, in new guys. I am hopeful that Jerry Judy's back. And I like Jerry Judy a lot. His route running's like legitimately elite. And um, 
And I like Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton. No offense hurt, but when once he comes back, there's a pretty good receiving core. Yeah. They are in no way this year a playoff team, but when they're healthy next year and that defense is a little bit uh, more uh, developed chemistry-wise because there's a lot of young guys in that defense, I think they're going to be really, really a threat in that in the AFC. Yeah, and I think for the Von Miller trade is going to be tough on the Broncos this year. Yeah. Yeah, for because, sure. Because, I mean, he's, I mean, I, he's I the leader. I don't know how many – sa- I don't know how many – I mean, yeah, chemistry-wise, he does a lot for the locker room. Yeah. But I don't know how many sack I – don't, I don't know how well he was doing. He was on pace for nine this year, I think. He had four – he said he has 4.5 sacks. Yeah. And halfway through the year, which isn't terrible. So, right. It wasn't – it's uh, not Vaughn, but – Um. Yeah. I mean, I think people are kind of overrate, overrating the amount of impact Miller's going to have on the Rams' defense. Ooh, I'm um, not, I don't. You got to realize I, he's no longer the primary threat on a defense. When but, you're playing the Broncos, uh, yeah. you game plan Von Miller. You're not game planning for Von Miller on the Rams. You're game planning for Aaron Donald. Von's going to get one-on-one Just blocks all, every all time. I, all he, I have he, to say about that is a uh, prayers up for Russell Wilson because <laughs> oh, yeah. that, that that NFC West pass rush is ridiculous. It's insane. <laughs> but J.J. Watt was so healthy that, oh, man, Chandler Jones even is still really, really good. And then you got Bosa and uh, you got Bosa and the 49ers and yep. I got Miller, Donald, and you have Jalen Ramsey to worry about in the passing game. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, but I think so. The other big thing I I've noticed with the Broncos, because being from Wyoming, the only game that is on at whatever time the Broncos play. So if they're the early game or the afternoon game, the only game on TV is them. So I see a lot of the Broncos. Right. Vic Fangio is maybe the worst head coach in the NFL. I have my list of hot seat coaches when we get into that, and he is on it. So. Yeah. He's not uh, he's not good. Like when you're a defensive guy, your defense can't be as weak as his is. Especially with the talent they have. Like it doesn't make sense. I know injuries are a big part of it and there's another uh, defensive minded coach whose defense isn't performing that well that's on my list as well. Oh yeah, I, I think I know who you're talking about. That's, uh, I know. I know. Alfler. No. <laughs> but I think Teddy is getting way too much of the blame. And this comes from a spot where normally the quarterback gets all the credit, so they're going to get the majority of the blame. That's how that works. Right. But when right. the Broncos win games, Teddy doesn't get any credit. But when they lose, he right. gets all the blame. That's exactly. That's so stupid. I get it. Teddy is, does not yeah, have no, the biggest arm. He doesn't have the biggest arm. I get that. Drew Locke does have a better arm when it comes to throwing the ball deep. Teddy's one of the three most accurate quarterbacks in the NFL. And he's... I'm a man, I'm a man who sticks to my guns, so I'm still going to stick with my take that Drew Locke's better than Teddy Bridgewater. But I think that's a trash take, but okay. Consider it my Tyreek is top five take. Top, isn't top 15 take. Well, if, it <laughs> would, if you would just sit gonna, down and record the video gonna, with me. Gonna, I I want to, but I am incredibly busy. I busy. get that. No, I get that. Hundred percent. Um, that's gonna be a fun video whenever it does get down to yeah. uh, down to it. And honestly, um, the more we let this year go, the more tape we're gonna have to look at. So 
Honestly, yeah, we might want to wait a little bit anyway. Um, 100%. But I really hope. See, this week is a little. This week's a little rough because I really hope that he torches the Packers this week. But at the same time, I really hope he doesn't. You hope he torches <laughs> like, the Packers to prove me wrong, but you don't want him to. Cause, you know, if he does, you'll lose. I guess I got to figure out my priorities about whether or not. <laughs> I... <laughs> but no, watching the Broncos games this year, Teddy has shown the ability to at least throw a deep ball. Is it as deep as Drew Locke would get it? No. But it's the same as what Joe Burrow is doing. Joe Burrow doesn't have a cannon of an arm either. Yeah, Joe Burrow has had some kind of concerning underthrows yep. this year. Um, there's one in the Bears game, I want to say it was. That ended up being a touchdown, but his receiver had to make some kind of ridiculous adjustment on it because it's so underthrown. Yeah. Um, and it's all I'm going to say about Teddy Bridgewater is I bet the Panthers are really missing him right now. Oh, 100%. Because Sam the Panthers Darnold would be is way better. terrible. Yeah. We can, officially, we can officially write off Sam Darnold. See, and I was a um, Sam Darnold supporter, and I'm ready no, to write him off. He's bad. Was. I was just, uh, coming into the, his his run with the Panthers. I was like, you know what? He's out of the Jets system. He has good weapons. He has CMC. Matt Rule's a pretty good coach. The defense is good, and it's just he's just not a good quarterback. It's as simple as that. It's okay. The Panthers might get another shot at Teddy because I think Denver's gonna let him leave. But I don't know who they get to replace him. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something, okay? because this is like an off-topic thing I want to talk about before we get into like our main stuff. Okay. I'm going to make this take right now. Right, currently, right now, Mike White is better than Zach Wilson. Oh, 100%. As of this what exact game, moment, yeah. Dude. What a game. Top seed in the AFC, he goes and throws like, what, 400 yards and three touchdowns? What a game. Yeah. He's only the second quarterback in NFL history to throw 400 yards in his debut. And that was Cam Newton was the other one in, his, yeah. in the first game of his rookie season. That's Dude, insane. I want to add he a qualifier well. <laughs> to that, though. Cam Newton didn't throw for 400 yards in a game again for like 10 years. Fair, that, but that was also, the wild stat. It didn't happen until he went to the Patriots. Right. Right, but I think it's just cool that a guy off like oh, who, yeah. who's never started an NFL game just came in and did that when Zach Wilson couldn't go a game without throwing three interceptions. So, do I think that he'll start over Zach Wilson? No, but I do think he's that's that's a Sala left thing. it open. He left it open to he said, Mike he, White. He said he he said some very like cryptic quote. Oh yeah, when he was asked about it. That was like definitely trying to kind of slander Wilson a little bit, but like trying not to openly say it. Right. <laughs> So sure. I posted it on Twitter. I was I uh, on Sunday during the game. I was like, Mike White is what the Jets thought Zach Wilson was, and somebody replied to that tweet with something I didn't expect, and it was that it's RG three and Kirk Cousins all over again, a fourth or fifth round pick replacing the second overall pick and being better. Now to be fair, Zach Wilson is maybe going to get replaced because he's ass. RG3 got replaced because his knee exploded. That's I, I, a I was going to say, RG, a healthy RG3, like, completely might still be a starter in the NFL. Oh, 100%. RG3 was amazing. He, he'd probably still be a starter. Not for Washington, but he'd be somewhere starting right now. But Washington never really wanted him at the time, right. anyways. So. And then that was the birth of the Kirk Cousins, you like that, and then he got signed to a huge contract, and he's underperforming. 
or as he always does. Oh. No, he's underperforming as well. He's awful. Um. <laughs> yeah, dude. Honestly, the Vikings might need to. See, I don't know what the Vikings are going to do because they just drafted a quarterback. Yeah, I like, I don't understand. I don't really know what they're going to do but, about the quarterback situation. You have to keep you have to keep Kirk Cousins around. No, I but, don't think you do. But I'm just saying, like literally financially, like wouldn't it? Wouldn't they like be put in, like economic crisis if they? Maybe, like, but also the Broncos really wanted. The Broncos <laughs> really wanted Kirk Cousins back in the day. Call up John Elway because he's an idiot, and say, hey. We'll give you Kirk Cousins for Teddy Bridgewater right now. I would now. take that. I would take that. The Broncos would take that, and I the Vikings would take that. that. Honestly, the GM, like the owner, and the coaches trade. love Teddy. Well, it seems like a pretty equal trade, honestly. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. We'd just those free two, up the money. Are, those two are pretty similar. Yep. Um, but I think uh, it's hard to say who's like really like better. Um, yeah. Teddy, I think, might be better in the current Viking system. Oh yeah, um, and I, I think Kirk would actually work w- well with the weapons he had in Denver. So that, I wouldn't hate that, right? I wouldn't hate that. But, I wouldn't hate that. So let's. We talked about it a little bit, but I wanted to have a little more conversation on the Von Miller trade and any yep. other trade deadline stuff that was interesting. Absolutely so, not. It was boring. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, I literally did not see anything that even caught my eye. If you have something. Go for it, but well, I really... So, my question to you is, did the Von Miller trade make the Rams Super Bowl favorites? I think the Rams were already Super Bowl favorites before the Von Miller trade, so... Right. Yes. I think... 100%. It makes the, it makes an already probably top two, top three defense even better. Right. Um, And I think that the only team in the NFC who stands in the way of the Rams... Bucks and Packers. Packers have a history of not really performing in big games, and they already beat the Bucks. So, yeah. Packers and the Rams do play this year, and Rodgers will probably be healthy for that. That'll be a fun game. Stafford versus Rodgers in a completely different context. Um, right. But I think I don't think the the AFC is so weak. It's so weak. Oh yeah, I think the Super Bowl winner is whoever makes all of all of like the top tier AFC teams this year have had like a really bad loss. Yeah, the Bills got beat by the Steelers, and the Bengals just got beat by the Jets. The Ravens have been beat. Pound somebody beat them. The Raiders beat them, and. The Raiders the beat them and the Bengals pounded them. Yeah. Um, and then, then the Bengals turn around and lose to the Jets. So there's yeah. really like no no consistency with the good teams. The Bills, I will say, are on a good streak. But and the, they haven't lost a game since week one, I don't think. No, they did. They lost to the Titans. The week after the right. Titans lost to the Jets. Right, right. All right, and then the Titans went on to beat the Chiefs and everybody. So yeah. there's really just no consistency in the AFC, whereas the Packers are on a seven-game win streak. That's going to be ended this week probably. The Rams, I think, have won four, four or five in a row. I don't even yeah. know. Cardinals beat them in like week three. The yeah. Bucks have won a few in a row. The the NFC is going to be the Super Bowl winner for yeah. sure. It just depends on who it is, and I think right now it's the Rams. I do too. I I love the Rams offense. I'm s- still honestly, tired. Dude, oh, go ahead. Even if the Packers lose to the Rams in the NFC Championship, I'll be cheering for the Rams. I want to see Matt Stafford get a ring so badly. Right. I. I'm a little offended at all the talking heads in sports. You know, Skip Bayless, Stephen A. Smith, 
Yeah. Oh, well, yep. if Matthew Stafford was that good, he would have willed Detroit to be better. No, you, you don't get it. We, we change the context for quarterbacks so often. Brady's last year in New England, it was like, how's he supposed to win without any help? But for Stafford, because we want to hate him for whatever reason. Like, oh, Brady's well, last if you don't have New help, England you just end. win. Yeah, Brady's last year in New England ended in a pick six that lost in the playoff game. Yep. Um, and one thing I saw, I forget who said this. It's somebody I don't like. Um, they said that if Aaron Rodgers had been in the same situation as Matt Stafford those years in Detroit, they would have had at least two Super Bowls. And even no. I, as a even I as a Packers fan, I'm like, Rodgers is incredible. He's going to go down as one of the greatest to ever do it. But you. Can, you can't just throw him on a terrible team and expect him to do well. Now, there is like, one year where Rodgers might have done better. There was one year where he had Megatron. Yeah. Where had Megatron and a good def like a decent defense where they made the playoffs with Stafford. Yeah. I but think... That was the Hail Mary year, I think. I think that was 2014. Maybe Rodgers could will them to a Super Bowl in 2014. But Maybe. Well, when, I read that, I was, when I read that, I was just like... Rodgers is great. Rodgers is incredible, and I love him, but I'm not sure any quarterback, even Tom Brady, could have led that team to a... No. Um, I'm not sure. The, the year with Megatron, it's possible, but... Yeah. That was one of the funniest quotes. I don't know if you saw this, but Julian Edelman was on like this NFL show, and he said that he he was like, you know what? I'm not even impressed like by Tom Brady. If he goes to the Jets, and he was like, Tom Brady, go to the Jets and win a Super Bowl. Then I'll be impressed. Right. And I was and I and I was like, if Julian Edelman's coming out and say that, you you know, like <laughs> if Brady, I'm not impressed by the Brady winning a Super Bowl last year. That is not him. <laughs> no, you want to know what would he impress me? Investor Stephen Core. Yeah. Brady, come to Minnesota and will the team with the worst luck in NFL history to a Super Bowl win. I qualify the Vikings the, having the, the worst luck the over the Lions. With the quarterback be with the best luck in NFL history and the team with the worst luck in NFL history. Right. The reason I say the Vikings have worse luck than the Lions is because the Lions are always expected to suck, so they never fail their expectations. The Vikings are always mm -hmm. expected to be good and Super Bowl contenders, and they always fuck it up. Every time. Find a way. Yep. So, find a way. if he can win a Super Bowl in Minnesota, all right, it's undisputed. He's the GOAT and forever will be. I don't think it's disputed currently. No, but... it's not, but <laughs> no one could ever. Um... I'm sorry. Whoever wins a Super Bowl in Minnesota becomes the greatest quarterback yeah. of all time. That's just how it <laughs> works. Yeah. This <laughs> a podcast I listen to, and one of their hosts, he's a really, really smart guy, and I love listening to him talk about football because he knows a crap ton, but he holds, like, the genuine belief that Peyton Manning's the great, like, the GOAT. Um, See, I, I think it— I feel like that's not, not too accurate. So, my thing is, if, if we're talking about quarterbacks, Brady is the greatest of all time because of accomplishment. But if you look at quarterback talent and just the way they played, you cannot honestly tell me Brady's the most talented quarterback to ever play. I will stick with, best. My, with my belief that Rodgers is the most talented quarterback to ever play yep. the game currently. I, I agree. Um, Manning, Rogers... to me, is like the best. He wasn't able to win the way Brady did. To be fair, no one ever has and no one ever will. 
that that's Rod, not gonna Rogers, happen. Rogers' Rogers' accomplishments don't really speak for his like just pure raw talent. You know. No. I mean, I've to be fair, he had Mike McCarthy years. as his head coach. That might have held him back. At, at the same time, you see the stats. How many years has Rodgers had a top five defense? But compared to Brady, right? Like, come on, right? But I don't know, Mike McCarthy. I don't know. He's also on my list of worst coaches in the NFL. I know the Cowboys are doing great, but I'm not crediting that to Mike McCarthy. That's Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore. It really is. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if it were me, I would have just made Kellen Moore the head coach when right Garrett was out. But they're gonna have to this year. Like they have I to fire Mike think, McCarthy. No, and do it. no. I think Kellen Moore is gonna end up getting a head coaching job in one of the vacancies after the season. That's my point. I do. Dallas needs to just fire McCarthy like, like, and make like, Kellen like Moore I their coach. They, I think if they keep Mike McCarthy around for the whole year, then they're gonna lose Kellen Moore to start to a one of the vacancies in Jacksonville, hopefully. Or Dude, they're gonna like lose that. their team if they do that. Exactly, because then they need a new offensive coordinator. I'm sorry, Dak and... is gonna walk into Jerry's office and say, "I want Kellen Moore." I don't care who you have to get rid of. I want Kellen Moore. And if he does do that, it's going to be a real test for the organization on how they respond to that. Yeah, because if, if they let Kellen Moore leave. Millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. yeah. It could get very interesting. Oh, I mean, uh, yeah. No. Um, so, real quick, just saw a tweet from Ian Rappaport. Saquon Barkley and Xavier McKinney have officially been placed on the COVID-19 list, apparently. Saquon? Saquon is now on the COVID list. I got to change some fantasy things. Give me a second. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> AJ Green, too. Jesus, what is happening? AJ Green's like on like a good 75% of my fantasy teams. AJ Green needs to be fired out of a cannon into oh, the mouth man, of a shark. Dude. What good. is happening? Dude, the whole oh, NFL has that- COVID. Jesus Christ. That's something I wanted to ask you about too. Before again, before we get into our main stuff, yeah. How do you feel about uh, Adrian Peterson of the Titans? Oh my God, I'm so happy. And honestly, um, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say I don't think he's gonna get many carries because I think they're gonna pass a lot. But I'm happy for him. Uh see, I don't know. I don't know exactly what'll happen. We'll see how this week goes because I think he is actually I gonna just... dress Sunday, but. I have I a strange feeling the Titans might crash and burn without Derrick Henry for a couple weeks. They'll pick it up, but I feel like the first one or two weeks without Henry, they might just crash and the, burn. I think the best odds are that these first two weeks are when they do the best. Because it's when Adrian Peterson can mm. put on the best Derrick Henry impression. I mean, out of any guy they could have picked up, Adrian Peterson is the most like Derrick Henry. To be fair, he's 10 years older. But, I was going to say Marshawn Lynch, but... You're not picking up Marshawn Lynch right now, and the last time he played, he proved he was washed. Adrian Marshawn Peterson still no averaged longer. four yards a carry last year. I'm just what? Did he, play, did he play for the Lions last year? Was that Washington? He did. He played for he played somebody last year. last year. I feel like I don't remember him actually playing last year because of COVID, but maybe Nobody watched the Lions, to be fair. But no, last year yeah, he had... I mean, true. 604 yards, seven touchdowns, four yards a carry. Mm-hmm. Um, he had 
that's that's really about it. Twelve catches for 101 yards. Yeah, but he really does fit the Derrick Henry mold, basically. Like he can yeah, do no, he does the thing pretty well. So, mm-hmm. and I I was watching tape on it, and I saw Theo Ash talk about Adrian Peterson that, on TikTok. That's that's the, that's the guy I was talking about. Yeah. Oh. Like the Peyton Manning go narrative. Oh, yeah. okay. So you were talking about stay hot. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Is that right? Is yeah, that's their podcast name. I, Dude, I freaking love that podcast. I, they're great. I love yeah. Bladen and yeah. Theo oh, yeah. and Matt. I I definitely think that. I don't know. I think I think Theo. I I I'd probably trust more than the other two. Uh, Maybe. Football. Like I. When like I'm when like when I go through Twitter and everything, when I'm looking at like sports Twitter and stuff, I I look to him a lot for like analysis of stuff and everything. Right. But, I I do love the tweet Theo put out though. The Adrian Peterson since 2018 has more 20 plus yard runs than Christian McCaffrey. I just find that so hilarious. That's <laughs> why the Panthers need to desperately do everything they can to avoid having to pay McCaffrey. Big. They money. already are. Yeah, but they could they could lock him up for a few more years and pay him a lot more money. And what is what is the Christian McCaffrey contract looking like? I'm intrigued. I feel like he's I feel like they haven't given him a big one yet. They might have. I missed that. But I feel like they haven't given him like a huge contract yet. Uh, four years, sixty four mil. So they have already paid him. Or, or they already signed him. They don't start paying him big money until next year. Uh-oh. Next year he's eight point four mil, and then twelve, twelve, and twelve. Thanks. And then in twenty twenty six, in his age thirty season, he becomes a free agent. The uh, the Giants can still avoid paying Saquon though, so yeah, and they probably and need to. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. As much as I hate that, because I like, I love Saquon. I, like Saquon. I love I love I Christian like McCaffrey. I but do. they're I just do. injury prone. You cannot rely on them. It's just a running back thing. Like literally, even Derrick Henry, the, the, like the um, like the poster boy for some running back can stay healthy for a long period of time is hurt now. It's literally just Alvin Kamara left. Right. And I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Alvin Kamara is the only top five running back who's starting this week. I'm not gonna lie. Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb? Nick Chubb's hurt. He's not playing this week, I don't Really? Think. He played last um, week. Did he get hurt again? List, I think he's listed as doubtful, maybe questionable. But Nick Chubb. He he he'll he'll at least be limited. Because Kareem Hunt got the main back carries against the Steelers. Uh Kareem Hunt didn't play. <sighs> what? I don't think Oh sorry, it was uh Dearness Dearness Johnson. Johnson. I was like Kareem Dearness Hunt's Johnson. on IR. Got, got he's he out carried by Deanish Johnson. Uh, um, Nick, no, Nick issue. Chubb had 16 carries for 61 yards. Deanish Johnson had four for 22. Nick oh. Chubb just wasn't impactful on his carries because he's coming back from uh, injury. I think you're thinking of yeah. the Thursday night game against the Broncos off the top of your head. Like you're mixing oh, the two yeah, is what I think is going one. on in your yeah. head. Probably. Yeah. But. Which happens. I'm not judging you for that. I do it all the time. <laughs> but, no. Um, so, the other trade deadline thing, do you think 
the Browns should have moved off Odell? Um, that's uh maybe maybe. I think that he fits what they do really well. They should have thrown the ball. Um, see, that's my. I, is my my prediction before the trade deadline was that he would get deal to an NFC contender. Um, Cardinals, Packers, maybe no. Bucks, maybe the Cowboys, God. even the Buccaneers, um, Odell, Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. They're just Fuck building off. a team of crazy people. Jesus. Um, Bucks. <laughs> that seems like a pretty thing to finesse. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking that he would go to an NFC contender at first, and I mean, obviously, I don't know if you saw the news today that he got dismissed from practice, and Kevin Stefanski came out and said that he's practically off the team. What? Um, yeah, he got dismissed from practice today, and then there's a quote from Stefanski floating around where he said that Odell is practically off the team at this point. That's... And Odell said, and Odell said that he went to practice completely ready to practice as normal, and like didn't like have any action that went towards being dismissed. And there's been no like, even Stefanski didn't mention any specific reason why they dismissed him. They just kicked him out. What the shit? Um, Kevin, Sk- so Kevin Stefanski told players that Odell I have Jr. a feeling eventually not on the team right now. Why right. the fuck wouldn't you trade him yesterday then? I have a feeling that they couldn't get a deal worked out. Um, and that's why they didn't do it because they don't want to deal him to anybody in the AFC. I have a feeling. So um, my question if... is: the Bears also have Allen Robinson, who they also don't use, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm mm-hmm. the Bears, you know Allen Robinson wants out, and I'm the Browns, you know Odell wants out. Why not just call the Bears, or if you're the Bears, call the Browns, and say, "Hey." will swap A-Rob for Odell. Because I don't think Odell would want to go to Chicago. Tough titty. I, he doesn't I, have a choice. He doesn't have a uh, no-trade clause. He can go fuck himself. I, I mean, I don't know. That's what the Browns are think, telling him to do right now anyways. So I, I also don't think Allen Robinson would want to go to Cleveland either because it'd probably be the same situation where he just wouldn't get used. Yeah, I don't, um, what is the deal with the Browns not using him? He's still Odell. He's still open all the they're time. They're using him, but Baker just doesn't throw him the ball. This is a Baker thing. This isn't like a, a script thing. See, I've noticed Baker the, just Baker, does not throw him the ball. Yeah, I've noticed Baker and Odell are, they at least seem fairly close off the field. They have no on-field chemistry at all. None. I, I, I just, uh, I... Uh, I see people blaming it or, or 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 pinning it on Baker being hurt. I see people pinning it on Odell's attitude, but Odell is still a great receiver, and if he's open, just throw him the ball. Right. He's got good. He can. Odell can catch better than anybody in the league. Odell's hands are and are the, he has elite hands. Ooh. Like, I I I I like I like Odell's catching ability a lot. Um, it might have declined a little bit since his time in New York, but. Yeah. He, I do like his hands quite a bit. I would still, if I'm Baker Mayfield and I'm single, they'll open them, throw it to him, and he, every single time I see an opportunity to. Right. Because I see him as the wide receiver one over Jarvis. Oh, absolutely. If, if you're asking me, I don't, I don't really put Jarvis on the same level as Odell. So, 
I, I don't know who this person is, but I see a tweet here from Baker Mayfield's. Uh, like they were talking about his, I don't know. He must have had a press conference today. And when he was asked if he would accept an apology from Odell, he just said, yeah, I think any sort of conversation would go a long way. And when he was asked if he's hurt by it all, he said, hurt? Nah. Surprised? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, see, if I'm Odell, right, and or just any wide receiver, and I'm mm -hmm. having problems with, I'm open, my quarterback won't throw me the ball. Why the fuck are you having your dad post shit on social media? Just go talk to Baker. I don't think that was induced by Odell. I think Odell's dad is just frustrated. Maybe. But my thing is, why not just go have a conversation with Baker? I mean, that'd be an easy way to fix it. Be an adult Odell's and of, just... Uh, 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 Odell's one of those guys who isn't really about doing the easy thing. So. See, but I also, it just popped into my head. I guess Terrell Owens did that with Donovan McNabb once. And yeah. they kicked him off the team for confronting Donovan McNabb. So I don't know. Maybe Odell's also thinking of that. You're not allowed to talk to your quarterback like that. Also, here's something Here's something I didn't know until a couple days ago. Okay. This isn't Odell really. This is Jarvis Landry. You know Jarvis Landry runs a five-second 40? What? Yeah. His combine was five. And he, and he doesn't seem to be any faster. He runs a five-second 40. No shot. He is slow. He is slow. Uh, I, I oh, no, is, no, no, uh, no, 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 no. Maybe. Uh, uh, Bleacher Report. I don't know when this is from. 2014, that would have been rookie year. Um, he did have the worst 40-yard dash time among receivers at the Combine running four, at 4.77, 4. 4. 7, 7, 4, which still so slow, but... It, that, five is like worse than offensive line. Which should be. So. <laughs> Jarvis is slow. Odell is fast. Yeah. I think that kind of plays into like the why the Browns didn't trade Odell. It's because that's a very, not very explosive receiving core without Odell. And also, apparently, Stefanski just wants to play the quiet game with him. Um, and I don't know if this speaks more to Stefanski's character than it does Odell's, but. I don't, I don't know. The Browns are a mess this year. I think for everyone mm -hmm. on that team, the having expectations for the first time ever and having all the different issues, injuries and just poor play from people you expected mm -hmm. to be way better. It's just a tough year for the Browns, and none of them are handling it very well. Listen, here's the bottom line. They're last in the division right now. Yes, they are. In order to be like a wild card, like seventh seed, they have to be at least second. There's no way. There's no way. Probably not, no. I don't think there's any way they finish higher than, than the Broncos. Sorry, not the Broncos. The Bengals or the Ravens. I just, there's no shot. They got to finish higher than the Steelers. I was so low on the Steelers. They cannot They just, they just to lost to Pittsburgh, though. They just lost to Pittsburgh, though. Yeah. Hey, like, we're all forgetting. What about did. the late hit on Baker, though, by Joe Hayden that wasn't called? That pissed me I off when I saw it. I was not watching the game. I was so, so pissed. I, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. But I love it. <laughs> no, so Baker was already out of bounds and had already basically stopped running. And full speed, Joe Hayden just goes, lights him up. He flies like five yards under the, uh, like, the bench. 
He goes underneath oh. the bench. And he was laying there for like two seconds. The entire stadium is silent. The announcer's silent. And then suddenly <laughs> Baker just pops up and is the most fired up I've ever seen the motherfucker. It was great. It was the... Baker... He played into that moment Baker's so like great. One of my I favorite quarterbacks in the NFL. I love his personality. I Fuck think it. he's such a gangster. At this moment, him. they can have Kirk Cousins. I'll take Baker. The Vikings would be better with Baker. Of course. Yeah, Baker Baker's has got a better arm. It's he's younger, faster. Biggest probably point, a little bit more intelligent. <laughs> maybe. My biggest thing is Baker actually has the confidence to make a throw. It, will he make mm -hmm. a shitty throw? Maybe. But it's just like Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz will make any throw. He will try at least. And if he throws an interception, he forgot about it before he threw it. He doesn't care. It's, it's kind of weird that Carson Wentz has only like two or three interceptions this year. I think it's four now because he had two against the Titans. But I, I think he had one coming into that game. Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe because um, he hadn't. He had the record currently, or like the the longest streak a... currently for games without an interception. Is Kirk, is Kirk Cousins the Ben Simmons of the NFL? The cap he has the capability to do something, but he doesn't have the confidence, so he just doesn't. I don't know. It, I don't know if it's a Ben Simmons thing or what. I so all right. Let's let's move into this topic. We were going to talk about the Vikings. Let's 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 move into that. So Kirk, I think. I don't know what his deal is. So if you I see I watched the entire Dallas game on Sunday night and I've gone back and watched the film on it because that game pissed me off. <laughs> After that game I wanted to fly to Minnesota and kick Kirk Cousins in the dick. Cooper Rush season, baby. Cooper Rush Jesus season. Jesus Christ. I'd rather have go. him than Here Kirk at this. My issue is one guy on that field was making thirty million dollars. One guy was making five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't tell the difference between the two. You could not. Nope. nope. So, Kirk's overpaid. Simple as that. My always. thing with Kirk was there were multiple plays. It's third down and like seven. Kirk mm -hmm. throws it four yards behind the line of scrimmage to C.J. Ham when Adam Thielen is fifteen yards away, wide open. Mm-hmm. Was like, a Kirk Cousins thing. like that's what Kirk Cousins was doing all night, taking shitty you know checkdowns and overthrowing them. Tyler Conklin is six foot seven, and Kirk Cousins overthrew him on a four-yard screen pass. It was ten yards over his head. You know who made me mad Sunday night for fantasy purposes? Dalvin? Mr. Justin Jefferson. Can't blame Jay Jettis. He was open almost every play. Trayvon Diggs could not cover. Thielen or Jefferson, they were constantly but, open. Yeah, but yet, 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 Trayvon Diggs. The second that game ended, all I seen Instagram is Trayvon Diggs locks up Justin Jefferson. Oh I'm like, because Kirk nobody watches games. Jefferson. Like, that's my like, issue Justin with Jefferson Twitter. Did, like, didn't get the wasn't targeted. He had three targets. Right, and I think he had and three catches. Yeah, he, <laughs> he he had three targets, three catches, twenty one yards. I mean, it's so ridiculous. Just throw, you have. Two, two of the best wide receivers in football. Top, two, 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 two borderline top fifteen, top ten receivers, and you don't throw to them. I was gonna say borderline <sighs> top ten, definitely top fifteen guys. I don't know uh, if there's fourteen man. guys I'd take over Adam Thielen. Definitely uh, not fourteen. Yeah. I'd take over Justin Jefferson. 
I definitely wouldn't take ten over Justin Jefferson. Right. I think Justin Jefferson's it. But Justin Jefferson, uh, it just frustrates me so much that they yeah. won't throw to him. Oh, gosh. And, and like you said, Dalvin didn't have that great of a game. Nope. Which, it, that's fine. You know, if if their defense is going to play, okay, we're going to stop Dalvin Cook, beat us with the passing game. We have the weapons. Why can't we beat you with the passing game? And also, like, Trayvon Diggs can only cover one guy. The right. Cowboys secondary outside of him isn't great. So Trayvon Diggs is shadowing Adam Thielen on one play. Who are you going to throw to? Justin Jefferson. Right. Right? And Trayvon Diggs is good, and we'll talk about him more uh, when we do, like, the midseason award thing. Yeah. Um, but Trayvon Diggs is great, but he's only one guy in the Cowboys secondary. Who's in the secondary? I can't even name one of their other corners. Uh, the other corner is Anthony Brown. The only reason I know that is because I got pissed off because PFF has him ranked as the best corner in football somehow. Well, PFF is... Yeah, I, PFF I, is I, stupid. I, I if you I, use I PFF as your, like, oh, well, Pro Football Focus has him ranked. Nope, you're done. Get out of my face. <laughs> PFF also has Cam Hayward as the best defender in the NFL this year. So. There you go. I, which, Cam Hayward's really good this year, but Aaron Donald, JJ, yep. Uh, Max Crosby this year, man. Max Crosby is so good. Mad Max is playing insane. I love it. He is so good. Um, If you played for a better defense, you'd get more recognition. Oh, 100%. Because guys like Miles Garrett and Aaron Donald play for good defenses, so they get more recognition for what they do. But outside of Max Crosby and maybe Carl Nassib, that defense is borderline bottom five. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I like Trayvon Merrig and uh, yeah, Trayvon Merrig. Who's that? Trayvon mm-hmm. Mullen, the corner they drafted last year. He's very good. Mm-hmm. But I thought they went defense in this year's draft. Yeah, they they went defense a lot because they also have yeah. Damon Arnett, who's another young guy. Colin Jonathan Farrell. Abram can be good. He's I'm not. I'm sure Cleveland Farrell's not even like starting for them anymore. Right? Yeah, no, I don't. I, I don't know what's going on with Cleveland Farrell. Cleveland, whatever. Whatever his name name, is. <laughs> names are tough. I don't know. They are hard. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, my, so the Vikings, though, so I've seen everybody talking about we need to fire Zimmer and Spielman. I'm not going to say I disagree, but I think the way people are blaming Zimmer is stupid. Like, mm-hmm. Zimmer's offense sucks. Zimmer's not the offensive coach. That's Clint Kubiak's offense. And before mm-hmm. that, it was, you know, Gary Kubiak. And before that, uh, John Filippo, And then Pat mm-hmm. Shermer and whatever. Zimmer's not the offensive coach. You don't hear people currently saying, oh, Andy Reid needs fired because his defense is so bad. No, everyone realizes he doesn't coach the defense. He's the offensive coach. Everybody right. realizes that. So why is it for guys like Zimmer or Brian Flores or the defensive coaches when their offense is bad? Like, oh, my God, this coach can't coach because his offense is bad. When that's not what they do. Right. Right. Like, if you want to um, criticize his defense, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I really don't have much to say about the Vikings. I, I, I definitely don't think they're going 12-5 and five like we predicted them to. No, and— but uh, <laughs> my biggest de- issue that's still, like a definite guarantee that it doesn't happen. My um, biggest issue still, though, is w- which of their games that they played could they have not won? Like with a little bit of luck, they're 
7 and 0 right now. They have not lost by more than 7 in a single game. And all of them were down to the wire games. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I think the Vikings probably could still be a wild card team. Based they off the way the out, NFC is, I'm going to go with they probably will be. Because who's a better team, the Eagles or the Vikings? It is it is 100% the Vikings. It is 100% crucial that the Vikings sweep the Lions and the Bears at least. Oh, 100%, yeah. They could split or maybe even go winless against the Packers and still be fine. But yeah. they need they need to split. They need to sweep the Lions and the Bears. Yeah. 100%. Because that'll be good for divisional tiebreakers in case the Bears keep winning. Right. They're not really winning now. So right. the Lions are 0-7. They're not a threat. If the Vikings can't beat them, then they shouldn't be in the playoffs. Right. Um, <laughs> if the Vikings struggle against the Lions when they play, whenever they play for the first time. Uh, they already they, did, yeah, and they, the Vikings were technically up 17 to nothing going into the fourth quarter. And then Dan Campbell pulled out his bag of tricks. And... Hmm. <laughs> the Vikings or, beat them, right? Yeah, the Vikings did okay. beat them, uh, but it it was okay. it was closer than it oh. should have been. But the Lions yeah. have been playing good teams very close. That was true up until they got beat by a lower tier team in the Eagles. By no, but lot. that's what I'm saying. The the lower tier teams have smoked them. But the I feel good like the teams... Vikings. The Vikings. I feel like the Lions are a te- one of those teams that's just going to play to the level of their opponent. Pretty much, yep. Because they, they even they even had the Packers kind of for the first like half. Neck it, for, was, it was the first neck half, and neck. The first half of that Monday night game, I was a little worried, but then I realized it's the Lions and right. the Packers. We could handle them. And uh, yeah, that's about all. So right now. The Cardinals, the Rams, the Cowboys, the Packers, the Bucks. Those are your guaranteed five playoff teams. You got two more playoff spots. Really, based off the records right now, the Eagles are technically mm-hmm. in contention, but they're bad. That's not a playoff team. The I Rams have... and the Seahawks are both right there. Or not the Rams, the 49ers, sorry. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, how I, good I, I have I have my playoff seeding predictions all written out. Okay. Currently. Okay. Um, the let's, NFC. Let's go over that. Yeah. The NFC. I have the one seed, the Cardinals. Okay. Packers. Packers are the two seed. Bucks are the three, and Cowboys at the four. Okay. At the fifth, I got the Rams. Yep. Six. I think Russell Wilson pulls the Seahawks back into the playoffs. Oh, really? And seven. You're gonna hate this one. I New Orleans. No shot yeah, they Orleans make it seven. without Jameis. Trevor Simeon beat, is not leading them to the playoffs. Trevor Simeon just beat the Bucks. So. I don't care. Mike White just threw for 400 yards. Cooper Rush just played out of his mind. Backups do mm-hmm. that in their first game. Same thing happened mm-hmm. with Taylor Heineke, and now everybody's over Taylor Heineke. That's. I think that I think they find a way. Schedule's weak. But, and the rest of that division's booty. So, so for my playoff teams in the NFC, I got the Cardinals one, Packers two, I have Cowboys three, 
I don't, I don't I I was debating it, but I don't think like look at the strength of schedule. Right. That, that the Bucks finish lower, uh, record wise than the Cowboys, because the Bucks have a criminally stupid easy schedule. Right. That just should not have been given to a team yeah. like that. But then I so, got the Bucks at four. Um, mm-hmm. Rams at five, obviously. The Rams are. The Cardinals and the Rams. Could flip one of those up. teams is going to one of one of those teams is going to be the one seed. The other one's going to be the five seed. Oh, a hundred percent. Because one of those teams is going to be the winner of that division, and they will be the best team in the NFC if they win that division. Then the other team is going to be way better than the six or the seven. So those two could easily flip. But I went Cardinals. <sighs> but then I got man. I've struggled with this because I I have the Vikings at the seven seed. Like, if Jameis was playing, was I'd probably debating. have the Saints. I but I think mm, the Seahawks, when Russell Wilson gets back, make a make a push. And either Minnesota gets six and the Seahawks get seven or vice versa. I don't know exactly how that'll pan out. But I think it, if they have the exact same record, Minnesota has the tiebreaker because they beat them head-to-head. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes. But... I don't know. I need to see something from Minnesota. I really wish I would have heard yeah. Clint Kubiak get fired this week. His offense <laughs> is just so bad. Yeah. I'm pretty sure a nine-year-old could make up better play calls for this team. <laughs> but we'll um, see. We got the Ravens on Sunday, so that's spooky. AFC. Oh, um, yeah. I got Bills of the one. Okay. I think they. I think they might. I think they're gonna pull out that division. Yeah. Um, Titans at the three, and okay. Chiefs at the four. I think the Chiefs to win that division, but they're gonna be the worst of the division winners. Um, and then Chargers, the five, Bengals at the six, and Patriots at the seven. Ooh. Okay. Ours are very different. So I also have the Bills at the one. Um, but. I have Ravens still at two, mm-hmm. Titans at three, and right now I I have the Raiders at four. They're the most consistent team in the AFC West. Like they are the only team that every week looks the exact same. They're they're the team who looks the most real. I don't have the Chiefs making the playoffs. I don't. I, I that this might change later in the season, but I'm not going to bet against Mahomes just yet, just yet. I have the Bengals then at the five seed, the Chargers at six, and Those, I yeah. I got the Colts at seven. I was debating it. I flipped a coin legitimately in my there dorm room. I flipped a coin between the Patriots and the Colts, and the Patriots won. Put them there. There you um, go. I and. <sighs> I'm just so I'm so torn on those two teams because yeah. they both could go on some random hot streak or some random oh, yeah. cold streak. See, the thing I really is, just, I can't tell. To me, the Patriots play it too safe, and the Colts love or hate Carson Wentz, he can make way more plays than Mac Jones can. Carson Carson Wentz, the record might not reflect it, but he looks good this year. Oh, I, I, I like he what I'm does. saying. I like what I'm saying. Like nowhere every game he has three or four super bonehead plays. Like uh, and that's just I think that might just be a product of the new system. The new I system. Connect- I also question if it's him trying to prove 
that he's the, you know, he's who some people think he was or that he's the opposite of what the majority of people say. Because so many, I, you know, he's heard everybody say he sucks. Right. This is, this is a very narrative year for Carson Wentz. Yeah. And I think next year he'll be, I think he'll be able to eliminate some of those boneheaded plays because he'll have more chemistry with the offense and he'll be more adjusted to Frank Reich's playbook because Frank Reich was on that coaching staff right. with the Eagles, but he wasn't the head coach. That wasn't his offense. No. Um, and Frank Reich runs a very Philip Rivers style of offense, which Carson Wentz is not. No, because Carson um, Wentz can throw a deep ball. Right. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Colts and Patriots. I'm very torn between those two teams, but I I'm gonna go with the Patriots for now. And we'll see. In like three weeks, I could have it changed to where the Colts are winning that division. Derrick mm-hmm. Henry's mm-hmm. not coming back until either Week 18 or Wild Card Week, at best. So. <laughs> and the Titans might. Oh, they're definitely playing a Wild Card Weekend. Never mind. I forgot that there's only one bye week now. Yeah. I was saying they might be able to snag the two seed depending on what the Ravens do, but right. no. Nope. Yeah, so they'll definitely be playing wild card weekend, and if Derek Henry comes back, right now with my setup, they'd be playing the Bengals wild card weekend. I think that would be an easy win for them. See, the way I have it, I think, yeah, the Titans, what did I rank them? No. The Raiders would play the Colts. The Titans would play the Chargers, right? Yeah. And the Bengals would be going up against the Ravens. That'd be a fun wildcard weekend. I think that the playoffs this year are going to be electric. Oh, I bet. The NFC playoffs are going to be so fun to watch. Oh, yeah. There's so many good teams in the NFC. Like, I would love to see, I'd love to see a Packers Rams or like a Bucks Cowboys matchups in the divisionals. Yeah. I think that that would be fun. Like, and this year, more and, than any other, really is of the seven teams who make the playoffs on both sides, it is 100% mm-hmm. the any given Sunday type thing. Yeah, 100%. As bad as the Vikings the have NFL looked, they has can been beat so anybody. Inconsistent. They've been so the NFL has been so inconsistent this year. Yeah. I I don't even know who to like 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 my picks just went completely 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 to to crap last week. Oh my god, mine just, were so bad. It's just so in un, such an unpredictable game this year. It's I've, it's it yeah. I think that was last week was only the second time in my life I had and a below 500 record on picks. I was going to say, that was the, that last week was the first time this season where I've had below, uh, below 500. I went 6-8 and eight last week. I don't know what I did. I'm trying to find it. Um, what did I do? This website's been I think the fix to uh, that is just, I'm just going to be picking more upsets now. <laughs> right. Because... <laughs> Yeah, I had like they're happening six way more often. games correct. Yep, six and eight. Yep. God. Yeah. We both. I'm pretty sure we had pretty similar picks in week eight. Um, I, I think so. Yeah. But either way, I know man, we had a couple flipped, but I think that the <sighs> Cardinals could lose in the divisional round pretty easily. It could happen. I I could see come it. off a of bye week, especially Packers with the way I showed that they. I mean, the Packers 100% can beat them with a full strength team. Yeah. If they could do it without Devontae, Lazard, and MVS, and Jair, Zedaria Smith, all those guys. Yeah. Um, and the Rams could easily beat them. Cowboys could probably beat the Cardinals. Buccaneers could beat them. 
Shit, the Vikings could beat them. They tried once. They had them and missed a field goal. Yeah. Like, that's the thing with this NF... The NFC, for sure, literally any team can beat any other team any day. Doesn't matter. (laughs) The NFC is really, really strong. Really, really strong. I guess the only team who maybe can't is the Lions, but they are in the first year of a true rebuild. The Lions are going to be... The Lions are just going to keep getting better, I think. 100%. I I think the Lions are a few years away from contending for a a playoff spot. My question is, if you're the Lions, what the hell do you do in the draft? Because as of right now, they're going to get the first overall. Thank you. I've seen so many people saying, take a quarterback. I'm sorry. I don't know if there's a QB in this draft better than Jared Goff. Jared Goff's not good, but I don't like any Especially not... There might there might be guys who will eventually in the draft who will eventually be better than Goff, but when if you're building for like now, right? Thibodeau, I think Thibodeau, with the teams that are in the one number one overall pick right now, Houston, Houston might want to go quarterback. Nah, I think the first they got Tyrod. True. So like yeah, Houston, Jacksonville, the Lions. Obviously, Jacksonville ain't taking a quarterback. Right. I think Jacksonville, Detroit, Houston, like the three most likely teams to number one overall pick. I think they would all go Kalen Thibodeau. Even the Jets oh, would. could go Thibodeau if the Jets might go. Mm, it's actually, still possible they get the first pick, but there's also I know, uh, no, no. I, I was going to say that the Jets might, if there was a receiver good enough, go receiver. I don't think there's a receiver good enough though. There's the kid from Ohio State whose name I don't remember, but Chris Olave. There you go. And then there's uh, Derek Stingley, the receiver or the corner from LSU. He's also high on people's boards. Yeah. Um, if the Lions were to get the first overall pick, I would, I would take Thibodeau, and then I think that I don't think a quarterback goes until Washington's pick. Man, if I were to get, if I were the Lions and I were to get the number one overall pick in this draft, I yeah. like Thibodeau. But it's one of those times where you consider trading that number one overall pick. I would maybe a team like the Eagles, who has three first round picks this year, trades you all three for it because they're they're in love with Matt Corral or whoever. I don't think the Eagles were the quarterback. I, I'm not sure. I'm just saying, you know, any of these teams, the Dolphins have you know a ton of first round picks. Like there are a bunch of teams who. Maybe they fall in love with Matt Corral or Malik Willis or Spencer Rattler somehow. <laughs> Spencer Rattler is going to play another year of college. He has 100%. to, right? If he's getting benched, he's 100% this offseason or even before. It's going to transfer, play a full year at a new school, and hopefully try and build some more draft stock. If he tries to enter the draft right now, he'll go late rounds. Yeah, he I don't looks, think anybody's gonna take a shot on him. Spencer Rattler's so doing late all. rounds, anyways. He's never been a good quarterback, and he never will be. If he has a, like a really good year with a college team, they might take him as a uh, Mr. Trubisky kind of guy and take him early by mistake. Because um, Mr. Trubisky had one good year at North Carolina that caught the Bears' eye, apparently. Problem is more than Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes. So Spencer Rattler was the Heisman favorite coming into this year. After being terrible last year, he, he's been overrated his entire career. And that's just because after Baker, Kyler, Jalen Hurts, 
everybody just thought Rattler would be the next guy up, and he's not. Caleb Williams is the next guy up. He's actually a good quarterback. I think he would go number one overall if they had, uh, if if he was eligible to be drafted this year. Caleb Williams? Yeah. 100%. He looks great. All right. As long as he plays well. Yeah. Right. Do we want to do, so, do midseason awards? I wanted to I'm, move I'm back for, for one second, back to the Vikings, because I have a question for you. Because yeah. I have the three names of coaches I want the Vikings to pick up. They need a new GM also. I'm sick of Rick Spielman. The guy can't draft. I'm over it. Well, he can, mm-hmm. like, hit some picks, but he misses other, like, really easy picks. It's the stupidest thing. I hate I hate the guy. Can't draft offensive linemen either. <laughs> In 10 years, the only good offensive lineman he's drafted is Christian Derrissaw. Like, come on. Yeah. So, yeah. for some reason, I keep seeing people pretend that Mike Tomlin won't be a Steelers head coach next year. So, I'd love to that's have Mike Tomlin my, back in Minnesota. It's one of my favorite sound bites from this year. Oh my god! Did you, did you see the? Did you yes. see Mike Tomlin's interview where he got asked about the USC job? Never say never, but never. There's never. not a booster yeah. with a big enough paycheck. No. Oh my god! No. So, Mike Tomlin is not a Mike Tomlin's not a money guy. And, and I also just don't think he's going anywhere. The Steelers aren't like no. that. This ownership group if has the proven so, they hire a coach and he's there until he's done coaching football. That's what the Steelers, the Steelers do. Especially if the Steelers are going to manage and he'll have a winning record in every single one of his seasons. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason to move off of Mike Tomlin. Right. There's, no. a, there's every reason to move off of Big Ben and oh, let God. Mike Tomlin develop a young quarterback before he's out. But, or, you know, try to sign Aaron Rodgers or, you know. Even Rodgers is getting up there. I think they need to go young. Maybe. And develop but a guy. They also are at the point where their roster is too old. So if they try to develop a young guy, they have to go complete rebuild. Where if you bring their in Aaron Rodgers and, and their running backs aren't short, but their defense, which is their strength, is old. Outside of Minka, yeah, right. Minka and TJ. TJ is not old, but TJ, yeah. And, but uh, yeah. I mean, everybody else is old. So I think you make a move for Aaron Rodgers to, you know, we got a two-year window. Let's hit it, and then we can rebuild. Or retool, whatever stupid word the GM there wants to use. Um, but Mike Tomlin would be great. He was a defensive coordinator in Minnesota. I'd love to see him back just because he's my favorite coach in the NFL, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> but I think the other two guys I would love to see are mm-hmm. Brian Dable, the offensive coordinator for the Bills. Or mm. I just lost the other guy I was thinking of. Oh, the Eric Bieniemy of the Chiefs. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, Dable's not going anywhere. I don't think. You I really mean, think he's going to stay as an OC instead of becoming a head coach? I see him as a Josh McDaniels kind of guy. Josh McDaniels left and tried to be a head coach. He just sucked. Right. Yeah. So. I I have a feeling that this Bills coaching staff is I don't forget the name of their DC. Leslie but, Frazier, he used to be the head coach of the Vikings. Right. 
Yep. Yeah, so Leslie, Leslie Frazier, Mike Dable, and Sean McDermott, whatever they're doing is working. I think that that trio might sit together for at least a couple more years. Maybe. I think Biennemi is a very viable option for the Vikings, for sure. I just want an um, <laughs> here's the thing. Biennemi, for some reason, Biennemi should have been a head coach a long time ago. I don't know why he hasn't been yet. I I can I can tell you a pretty educated guess as to why he hasn't been a head coach yet. I have a couple but, actual reasons, but I know what I think the real reason is. It's just stupid, so I'm not going to talk about that one. <laughs> I think we're both thinking of the same yeah. reason, but it's it's pretty evident in the league that that's a problem. But yeah, <laughs> Bienemy is incredibly smart and runs a really really good offense. One that I think that would benefit the Vikings. I think the enemy should be the next guy. And if Kellen Moore decides to be a head coach, why that, not pursue that? That one also. Yeah, I can totally see Kellen Moore. I just, if to Moore me, he's not leaving hey, Dallas. So Right. There's a very small chance of this, but if he ends up saying, hey, I want out, I want to be a head coach, the Vikings need to be the first ones calling. On the phone, yep. For sure, 100%. 100%. They need to be the first ones calling. Kellen Moore is young. He can be there for a long time. He is very offensive-minded. That defense can take care of itself. I guarantee it. Um, oh, yeah. Even if they don't have a defensive-minded coach, I think that defense can do good. I we don't know who the Vikings a defensive I don't know I don't who know. the Vikings D is. Do you know who the Vikings DC is currently? Uh, well, since Zimmer calls the defensive plays, I have no clue. Do they even have one? Uh, I'm checking. They have to have one. Uh, they have to have a guy in the headset to the defense. Yeah. Uh, the Vikings co-defensive coordinator because you know Zimmer is basically the guy yeah yeah. (laughs) just like how you know Sean McVay is the offensive coordinator for the Rams basically but it's Andre Patterson and I'm pretty sure he will do just fine he can run the same system nothing would have to change it would be fine Right, and if he's a guy who's been around Zimmer for a long time, he should be able to pretty much recreate it or replicate yeah. what exactly what what Zimmer does. Um, yeah. But I also, um, God damn it, I just lost what I I'd been thinking about this for like so long, and it just poofed. Okay, uh, yeah, but oh, so the Eric Bieniemy thing, the actual reasons I think teams will give are. He's not a play caller. He doesn't call the plays for Kansas City. Andy Reid does. Does that matter? I don't think so, but whatever. Matt LaFleur wasn't a play caller. Right. For the Rams. So for the it, Titans. Right. So and then and he's thirty three and he seven, had the so. uh the uh scandal when he was the coach at Colorado. Yeah, but what head coach in the NFL hasn't had some right. kind of scandal That's, so far? Not many. And, yeah, that's no different from the Raiders hiring John Gruden. After all, he did, right? Because um, I'm sure there was some knowledge of that. Um, and people like that get hired all the time, still. Yeah, because they're good coaches. Yeah, and Bieniemy is a good coach. <laughs> and like... Bieniemy has already coached in Minnesota before. <laughs> Just bring the motherfucker back. Oh my god. The one thing that I would be a little bit worried about Bieniemy is I don't know how good of a leader he is. I'm sure he's probably pretty good. But it can't be worse than Mike Zimmer, who nearly got in a fist fight with his quarterback on the sideline. God Mike damn Zimmer's Mike Zimmer is just a bland, a monotone guy who does not fire up a team. You know, 2017 showed what Mike Zimmer can be at his best, but we saw it once. 
now we're seeing what he can do pretty much the rest of the perform, time per, performing at minimum capacity yeah <laughs> and it's not good enough it, if eric b enemy or kellen moore are not the head coach of the vikings next year i'm gonna be pissed if it ends up being sure. another defensive guy i'm gonna be pissed there's a small chance zimmer is still the head coach small chance small uh, if we make the not playoffs huge. and go on a run they they won't let him go which again, with this NFC, anything is possible. We've t- we 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 we've talked about this on both of our podcasts. We, we I think we're in agreement that there's no way Zimmer gets fired midseason. So oh no, that's just not what the Vikings do. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm I'm double checking if they'd if they have ever fired a coach in the middle of a season. But I don't I was think say the Packers have. haven't, but Mike McCarthy was fired. Um, uh, they fired McCarthy after they lost to Josh Rosen's Cardinals. Oh, no, there was one. Brad Childress. I've never heard that name. He was the Probably head coach for a reason, I guess. when Brett Favre came to Minnesota. And it was literally the next year that he got fired, because at the midway point we were 3-7, and seven, and he was out. Three and six. Ah, that actually that does make sense then. Yeah, we were literally one play away from the Super Bowl. We lost thirty-one to three to the Packers, and Childress was out. Mm. Just that quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Les- Leslie Frazier took over. And that didn't yeah. go great. Okay. Yeah. But nope. the Vikings have had a lot of very not memorable head coaches. Yeah. No. So, all right, let's let's move into our midseason awards because we got to get through this before you got to go. So, <laughs> yeah, I do not have much more time. No. But so. here we are. Midseason awards MVP. I know exactly who you're picking. Do you? It's not. I you're you're de- you're definitely going Matt Stafford. Yeah, I am. I'm going. I'm going Kyler Murray. So at this exact moment, I'm going Matt Stafford. I I I I'm I'm on the stance where I'm going to pick Kyler Murray right now, but I want 100% see the argument for Matt Stafford because be Matt Stafford's playing great. You've been you've been on the Kyler Murray train since before the season started, so I'm I'm sticking with that take. Right, yeah, you're not jumping off the train after one I mediocre week. I still believe in Kyler. I'm so believe in Kyler. He's playing incredible outside of the Packers game. No reason to believe he's not. And um, and it wasn't like he was terrible in the Packers game. Right, Nobody would be talking bad about him if AJ Green turns his fucking head. Right, everyone would be like, "Wow, look how clutch Kyler is winning right. a game for his team, throwing a touchdown pass." But instead, AJ Green just decided to look at the jumbotron and watch right. himself. I, I don't know which corner <laughs> that was that was covering him, but you can't tell it me was, uh, truly one on one. Razul Douglas. Yeah, you're not telling me truly one-on-one Razul Douglas is stopping A.J. Green from making that catch. I'm not going to lie. Razul Douglas made a good play on that ball still. Oh, that interception was nice. Not like I, I saw him bobbled around. I thought he, I thought it was incomplete. I thought he just dropped it, but it was a, it was a nice catch. But all I'm thinking is, if AJ Green turned around, we're seven and we're six and two. So right, <laughs> simple as that. Yeah, um, I would have been okay with that loss. We should have lost that game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> offensive player of the year was my next one that I had listed down. I don't know what order you want to go in, but yeah, that's fine. Uh, Cooper Cup. Yep, I agree. Hundred percent. It would have been <laughs> Derrick Henry, but he's hurt now, so I can't. I can't give it to him. 
Even if Derrick Henry was healthy, I would have given it to Cooper Cup right now. Oh, I don't Cup's know. Just on on a tear. Cooper Cup is on a tear. I think on a tear. Isn't he on pace to break Calvin Johnson's single oh, season receiving yards he, record? He, he's on pace for close to two thousand right now. Right. Which is insane. I don't know what the record is from Calvin Johnson, but definitely not uh, anywhere near 2,000. No, think. it is near 2,000. It's 1,987, I think. Oh, I think he's on pace for 1,995, I think is what I saw the number. So, like, eight uh, yards better. Let me look. Um, I'm double-checking the receiving yards record. That was some kind uh, of 1,946. Uh, yeah, I think, I think Cup's... On pace for like one thousand nine hundred eighty-seven to like ninety something like that. The record, right. I think, honestly, um, he's he's the only guy that uh, Matt Stafford throws to. <laughs> I do think if at um, the end of the season he breaks the record again, I think the narrative of the two guys with the greatest receiving seasons ever were th- quarterbacked by Matthew Stafford. I think that'll be hilarious. That would be funny, one hundred percent. But no, uh, I, you Cooper Cup Cooper as well. Cup. It's Cooper yeah. Cup. He's playing we're, out of his mind. We're gonna disagree on Defensive Player of the Year. Who are we? What do you got? What do you got? Oh, see, I've been struggling with this one because I got I got three guys who I think could or deserve to have it. Mm-hmm. It's Max Crosby. Mm-hmm. It's TJ Watt and it's Trayvon Diggs. Yeah. And my thing, the, the the biggest struggle for me has been when we talk about Trayvon Diggs, you know, everybody brings up the actual bullshit stat because they saw a graphic, but it's bullshit of he's going to allow the most receiving yards ever. No, he's not. He's like Everybody's seventh really in the NFL. Everybody's like, really, really, really trying to knock Trayvon Diggs down a pig and not give him credit. Oh, yeah. But um, that argument is bullshit. The stats, you can check them anywhere. Like, yeah. I use Pro Football Reference for every stat thing yeah, I look same. up. Same. Pro Football Reference has him ranked, I believe, seventh in yards giving up. Given yeah. up. Not great. Somewhere still. around there. But that's no. not on pace to be the worst ever. So, no. Trayvon Diggs, he, he's the guy I wrote down. Yep. I, I I can I can see that I I'm leaning towards Trayvon and then I have Crosby second TJ third. Yeah, that's pretty simple. But and it's because I mean when we talk about interceptions we discredit quarterbacks so much because well this guy Zach Wilson's thrown a ton of interceptions you know but when we talk about corners we don't want to bring up the guy who's on pace to break the record that stood since like 1964. Come on. Yeah. Trayvon is playing out of his mind. And sure, he's not Jalen Ramsey where he's a true shutdown guy. That's not what he does. He's Marcus Peters, but better at being Marcus Peters. Marcus Peters is overrated. Oh, 100%. But I just mean he's he's just a playmaker. Whether it's for your team or the other team, he's a playmaker. I think we're both going to have the same answer for offensive rookie of the year. Let's just say it on three. Okay. Okay. One, two, three. Jamar Zach Chase. Wilson. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's Jamar Chase. Yeah, it's Jamar 100%. Chase. 100%. It's Jamar Chase. See, I made the same <laughs> argument last year for fucking Justin Jefferson, though, too. 
and it is a quarterback's award i will admit i'm sorry if so, mac jones wins that award we need to take away it like the mvp is the off is a quarterback award meaning that if they were to go the best rookie quarterback it would be mac jones statistically he's the best Maybe not actually he's the best, but statistically he's the best. I still think so, watching them, I think Trevor Lawrence looks better. But statistically and record-wise, Mac Jones, if you ask a casual fan who's playing better, they'd say Mac Jones. So Yeah. I just, watching Trevor Lawrence, he shows more of the, I'm very good, I'm just hindered by, this is still the Jaguars and Urban Meyer is too busy thinking about groping some random chick at a bar. <laughs> yep, yep. And then defensive rookie of the year, we're also going to we're 100% disagreeing on this one. 100%. Cuz you're going to say Michael Parsons. See, a That's couple a weeks thing. ago, it would have been JOK. I don't even have JOK listed. Who are you going with? So right now I'm going Micah Parsons, I think. Patrick Sertan. Ah, oh, I could see it. No, that's fair. He had the passer rating that he's allowed is so low, I didn't even know. He's yeah. like second or third in the NFL right now in passer rating allowed. Yeah. The interceptions might draw people away from him, but I l- freaking love what actually he has a pick six. What am I talking about? Um Patrick Sertan's really good. He's really good. Oh, he's great. And I think he I think he might be just overall the best defensive rookie this year. Um, but it's it's the same thing with the MVP. I have my take, but I completely understand going Michael Parsons or JOK. 100%. But my thing is I said coming into this draft, Sertan, JOK, and Micah are the three best defensive players. And so right. far I think they've proved that. Those they're definitely the best three. Um it's just a matter and, of And I'm not offended with whoever you put at one. I just I think J O K. I believe he got injured. I, I think I think J O K. hurt. J C. Horn hasn't even played a game yet, so we don't uh, know. No, J C. Horn played a bunch of games. He played up well till like week oh, four, so I totally and then he, he got was hurt. hurt. He oh, did he get hurt, hurt, but he's not. Yeah, J O K. is on IR. So I think if you had asked me two weeks ago, it would have been J O K. Because just watching him on a football field, like the way Michael looked Sunday. JOK had looked all year. You know, he's mm-hmm. everywhere. He's blowing up every play. And, mm-hmm. yeah. But, no, I like the Patrick Sertan pick. That's yeah. that's not – I don't hate it. Dude, I don't even know why I listed the comeback player of the year because it's, it's so, just – It's so clearly Dak. It's Dak. Um, Joe Burrow's making you know, a stronger case than say, I thought he would. Yeah, Joe, Burrow's, Joe Burrow is definitely – there, but he'll definitely be nomin like one of the nominees, I think. Oh yeah, and then, one of the people that they bring up. See, a lot of people expected uh, Saquon, but I don't see it. I, I I was never really on the Saquon comeback player of the year train. Not gonna lie, but. I was never. Uh, and then coach of the year, I wrote this down. Just because Cliff Kingsbury, so far. I I don't hate that. I have Zach Taylor, but Cliff's 
Cliff oh, Kingsbury is great that, also. That, that was the other guy I was thinking about, Cliff yeah. Kingsbury. Honestly, you know who else could win it? Huh. Sean McVay. Oh, he could. Yeah. I just don't Sean know McVay if he could will. Win it. Because I feel like if if who Matthew won, Stafford wins year? MVP. I was just thinking about this while we were talking. Who won it last Kevin year? Was Stefanski. it Bruce Arians last year? Oh, Stefanski. Right, yep. Um, is that... Because I think that coach of the year is going to go to a team, a guy who coaches a team that wasn't great, now is great. Right. And the Rams were a divisional round team last year. Right. So. And my biggest and thing is if. missed the playoffs last year and Cliff Kingsbury has got them. If Stafford's a top seat. two MVP candidate, I think he ends up getting, like, based on the media and based on the voters, Stafford will get more credit for this team than Sean McVay did. Right. And the problem is that. Cliff Kingsbury's quarterback might be the guy beating Matt Stafford out for the MVP. Right. So, and I think I, I, honestly, the, I personally don't attribute the Cardinals' success to Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury. I don't either, because Vance Joseph came in and they also still played great. Vance Joseph came in, and that—that that was the thing. I I talked about this on Twitter. I was like, I'm really glad that like, what, what, Cliff Kingsbury was out one week, wasn't he? Yeah. And I, I talked about this on Twitter. I said, I'm really, really glad that the Cardinals had success with Kyler and everybody, but Cliff Kingsbury being out and them having that success just hurts his Coach of the Year narrative. Oh, it really does. <sighs> like, I see... They played, they played great without Cliff Kingsbury. There was, they didn't miss a beat. So I feel so bad for Vance Joseph. Because mm-hmm. he only got to be the Broncos coach for a year before they shipped him out for Vic Fangio. I like I like uh, I like Vance Joseph quite a bit. Oh yeah, he's yeah. not a bad coach. The Broncos didn't give him a choice. Like here, you have Trevor Semyon and your defense. We don't have any weapons yet back there. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Von Miller's gonna be out for the year. You couldn't name another player on that defense currently. You're welcome. Oh, you sucked. Shocker. We're firing you. Like, See that you. was so stupid. <laughs> Um, bad, 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 bad. Is there any other awards we're forgetting about? I don't think there are, but I was gonna, I was gonna do, like I was gonna make up my own with most improved player. Oh, most improved. I know, I know, I know that's not like an actual NFL award, but it's right. like an NBA thing. I was gonna say Kyler. <laughs> there. Most Fair. improved. Um, but if you don't have a guy off the top of your head for that, that's cool. Ooh, okay. But that was just I'm one of the things that I thought to about. Think. Honestly, Michael Pittman. Yeah, yeah. I was just about to say, yeah. Michael Pittman. He is. He's balling he's out now that he has a real quarterback. There's no Philip Rivers. And um, I loved Philip Rivers, but he was done last year. The same way Big Ben year, and Drew Brees are done. I think. I think it's with Big Ben and Drew Brees is they didn't go to another team before they retired. Right. Big Ben's probably going to retire a Steeler. Probably. Well, he 100% is after this year. And, uh... No, the Broncos Rivers, are I think stupid. They might retired. Sorry. Big Ben? Yeah. I was just going to say, there's a small chance that he tries to be a starting quarterback somewhere else and the Steelers move off of him. Um, I, I don't think he should. I think he should retire in the black yeah, and gold and be done. That defense gives him way too much credit. Yeah. Um, Even his cool, weapons, so man. Like, Chase half Claypool. of his passing yards Chase, are from... Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson in the open field are just menaces. Well, 
And then, uh... When they, like, when they catch a pass and they, like... The, the run after catch just makes him look so much better than he is. Yeah. Those two and then yeah, the they, screens to, uh... Najee Harris. They're making I, Ben like, look so good when he's not. Deontay Johnson is so shifty. Yeah. You watch him play, and he's just—he just—he—he's—I like I like Deontay Johnson a lot. To me, he's like the third hardest, like hardest guy to tackle in the shifty like world behind Lamar and Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony is insane. So electric. He's so electric. I—I wish he was on. Oh, if he did not have Daniel Jones, I oh, I wish. Yeah, I the wish, Giants wish, need a quarterback. I wish, I wish, I wish he would have fallen to Green Bay. That would have been so cool. Green what Bay the hell do the him. Giants do at quarterback? The Giants do a quarterback. That's a good question. This year's draft sucks. Do you keep Daniel Jones another year? I. Or do you make a move for Teddy Bridgewater? Do you try to make a trade for Kirk Cousins? Or Drew Locke. Hear me out. Hear me out. Marcus Mariota. Or hear me out. Hear me out. Case Keenum. Even better. Even better. Uh, Daniel Jones. I. He's not the guy. No. Honestly, dude, I wouldn't hate Matt Corral. Wouldn't hate Matt Corral going there. No, but you'd be picking him in like the top ten. It. I don't think Matt Corral. I don't. There's not a top ten quarterback in this draft. Matt Corral will be the first quarterback to go. I I agree. Or maybe Desmond Ritter, Ryder, whatever. Um, see, Cincinnati makes the playoff. Yeah. Which but at this right point, based off. Not. Yeah, the, I'm those so, rankings piss so, me the fuck off. So upset off. about that. So upset about the oh rankings. Oh, my God. How is Oregon perfect? Oregon, that that legitimately no. made me want to throw my phone. Okay, I'm still pissed. How is Alabama, too? I'm sorry, what Alabama happened? Should be, Alabama should be three or four. They lost to Texas A&M, bro. Alabama Texas shouldn't A&M. be ranked. Or not shouldn't be ranked. They shouldn't be a top four team. I'm sorry. I'm, I get it. I just Georgia's know they will won. Be. I Georgia's just know won. they will be. I know. My thing is, in the past, losing was the biggest, like, the worst thing that could happen to a college football team. Now it doesn't Here, matter. Or my, if, if it were up to me, okay. in no particular order, but we know where Georgia is, but yeah. I'm not, no particular order, Georgia, Cincinnati, Ohio State, then maybe Bama. Ooh, Only because I know Bama's going to be in. Only because I know Bama's going to get in. So I'm saying no fuck the what, what I know. I, I refuse to... Go with. I know they'll be in. I I refuse to say that. If it were up to me, preference, I'd put Oklahoma at four. So if it were up to me, I would have Georgia, Michigan State, because they are also undefeated. I forgot about Michigan State. Um, put actually no, put Michigan State at four over Oklahoma there. Yeah. Okay. So Georgia, Michigan State, Cincinnati, Oklahoma is what the playoff should be. Kind of forget Oklahoma hasn't lost yet. Yeah, Oklahoma's undefeated, and they've since they benched Spencer Rattler, they've looked amazing. Williams is fire. I like him a lot. Oh my god, the one play that apparently was illegal, but no one knew how to how to call it was great. The running back starting to get pushed back, oh, so yeah. Caleb rips the ball away. <laughs> Saw that. I'm like, you can do that. <laughs> Like, right, dude. Nobody knew the announcers, the refs. Everybody's just like, that doesn't feel legal. It, it probably like the, is because, like, 
the refs in the moment were just like, how how did he even get the ball? <laughs> like, right. Like the refs like can't see everything, so like everyone except like the one like like sideline ref saw like just all of a sudden just like Gil Williams with the ball. Like where did he get it? <laughs> It was the. F- I don't know. I don't know. I, I think the problem with putting Cincinnati in the playoff is any team with them in the top four will smoke them, smoke them. Right. Georgia would eat Cincinnati alive, and probably even Michigan State and Bama would beat them. Oklahoma would beat them. Yeah, I, 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 but and Cincinnati also isn't a rating friendly no. team. So, My biggest thing that's, is that's why Bama will get in is because they want money. I know, and, and I hate it. But ratings. also, that's why I think Oklahoma still makes it in, anyways, because they make you money. Right, because Oklahoma's a big name school and everything. I mean, it's Alabama, Oklahoma, and what Ohio State are probably the four biggest ratings draws in college football currently. Georgia's just the best team. I don't think they're the team that everybody actually cares about. I don't think I've heard a single person tell me they've actually watched a Georgia game. Not one. Oklahoma's fan base... Georgia's fan base is kind of wacky. Right. Like I I don't know many Georgia fans. I don't either. So. Like... There's a ton of Texas fans. Because of where I live, I see a bunch of Nebraska fans, but I don't think that's a yeah. real thing. But <laughs> have you have you been to a Wyoming football game? Uh, yeah, I've been to a couple. I went to the first home game of the season, and on Saturday it's the Border War game. So Colorado Nebraska, versus Wyoming. Oh, no, Colorado, Colorado. Wyoming. in Laramie, oh. and I'm gonna be there, and it's gonna be fucking electric. Watch the TikTok. Gonna, I'll post my, some videos. My, my, my next question was going to be, how, did you see a Wyoming game when Josh Allen was there? Uh, uh, I did not. That would be fun to watch. Oh, that would have been yeah. awesome. Wyoming's current quarterback, I, I, there's not a lot to say about Wyoming because they're always going to be a terrible college football team. I was going to say, like, like they're a have, bottom-tier D1 school, really. Have they won many games this year? Um, let's, let's check. Did they win the game that you went to? Uh, yes. Barely, but yes, it was it was tough. It was tough. I, I think Colorado was probably gonna manhandle them. So they played <laughs> Montana State to open the year. That's who you saw them play. Yeah, and they won nineteen to sixteen, and it was like a game-winning drive at the end. Like it was fun to watch, but oh my god, it was bad. But Sean um, Chambers, their quarterback, is maybe the worst quarterback I've ever seen. It's bad. No, like the dude when he drops back, you know how quarterbacks, you know, stay on their toes and try to, you know, bounce around and be shifty? He just stands flat-footed, throws flat-footed. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. Does he have good, like, does he have good, like, throw power and throw accuracy? Or, no, no, he's not accurate at all. He does have a fairly oh. big arm, but he's not accurate with it. It's That's the... why I think Colorado will probably smoke you guys. I do love that Car- Car- Carson Strong, their quarterback, is projected to be like yeah. the second. People are saying that he might be the second quarterback taken after Matt Corral, even. It's possible. People are high on Carson Strong. And I actually can't remember if it's Colorado or Colorado State. I'll tell you in just a second. I can never remember. They're the same school in my brain. 
Colorado State might be a different story. But so <laughs> Josh Cobbs and Aiden Eberhart, they're two receivers. Uh, Aiden Eberhart is a white dude who wears number 19, and then Josh Cobbs wears 18 and ha- looks exactly the same as Justin Jefferson. The entire time I was at that game, I was calling them Thielen and Jefferson. They're it was just, great. They're, they're, just, they're just building a college version of the Minnesota Vikings. Pretty much. Shitty quarterback. And it's Colorado State. Watch them lose on a game-winning field goal this week. Oh, my God. So they won their first game against Montana State. They won their second game against Northern Illinois 40, or 50 to 43. Then they beat Ball State 45 to 12. Oh my lord. Then they beat Connecticut 24 22. And then they lost to Air Force, lost to Fresno State, lost to New Mexico. So they were 4 and 0, and now they're 4 and 3. Biggest frauds in college football. <laughs> or no, they're four and four. Actually, I totally missed the San Jose State game. I didn't see it right there. So they're four and four. They went four and zero, oh, and now they're zero oh and four. <laughs> San Jose State. Oh man, these are the most random schools I've ever heard right? in my life. And then yeah, we got Colorado State Rams this week, and they're three and five. So Wyoming might actually win that game. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. All I know is there is something about watching other teams have to go to Laramie. You, so you think people have issues with the altitude in Denver? Oh, I can't, I can't even imagine Wyoming. Yeah, Laramie's another 2,000 miles, or not 2,000 miles, 2,000 feet above sea level. It's almost another half mile above Denver. Dang. Like, it, teams get drained very fast. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's nuts. If you walk around like I walk around Laramie and I'm from Wyoming. I the the altitude's pretty high here too, but even in Laramie, it's like you you start climbing the bleachers and it's like, "Oh my fuck. Is there any air here?" <laughs> Oxygen, please. Yeah, dude. Honestly, yeah, and that's actually funny. You were the first person I've ever met in my life who's lived in Wyoming at any yep. point in their lives. That's, that's crazy. That's normally how that goes. He, like, the joke is Wyoming doesn't exist because you literally never meet anyone from Wyoming. But Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. There you go. I do live here. It is a real place. I don't <laughs> recommend ever coming here, though. Yellowstone's kind of cool. It. Yellowstone's pretty cool, but... Would they put Yellowstone in Wyoming? That's the complete opposite end of the state. Why would you do this? Where I'm at. <laughs> Why would you do this? <laughs> well, technically, we put Wyoming in Yellowstone because it's like you know what? <laughs> yeah. Here you go, Yellowstone. You can have Wyoming, yeah. a state that nobody cares. Wyoming about. had to have something, you know. Right. Like I think our that biggest was city, not Yellowstone. What is, biggest city? I, gotta, I don't even know. I think it's Casper. It's the capital of Wyoming. Cheyenne. Uh, oh, no. Cheyenne is now the largest city, and it has 65,132 people. Dude. Casper has 59,000. Gillette, 33. Laramie, 31. 
I live in a city that holds eight to nine million people. Yeah. So the total population of Wyoming <laughs> is five hundred and seventy-eight thousand seven hundred and fifty. Right. Literally, and the, the the city that I live in currently. We are the like, least populated state, but we are the tenth largest state by area. That's I mean, my point. Fair, Nobody fucking wants to be here. Be fair. Take Chicago, Chicago out of Illinois, and there's nothing here. That's true. So. That's true. Um, well, it's just like Colorado. Yeah, Take dude. Denver out of there. And... I want to find the funniest way possible for me to go to a Bears game and just clown them the whole time. Oh, it's you should have went to the Bears-Packers game. I was home. Like, I was back in New York. Oh, or that's else I definitely would have been there. Because we were, we were on fall break for college, and I went, I went home to New York. And then... I'm like, oh, the Packers are playing the Bears this week, and of course, it's in Chicago. Um, but if I'd gone to the Packers and Bears game, I might have gotten myself killed because I would have been, I would have been so annoying. Oh, you would have heard Aaron <laughs> Rodgers say he owns you, so you would have been saying that to everyone as you were walking around. I own uh, yeah. you. I own uh, you. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's, it's. Oh, that's my favorite. I, I got to go to so far. I want to go to a Bears game that they're going to lose. And I want to just sit there in a Packers jersey with just the biggest smile on my face the whole game. That's that's the goal. What is the Bears' schedule looking like? Which game? I'm trying. I'm trying to look at their home games that I know for a fact they're gonna lose, so I can sit there and just clown their fans so the whole time. They got they got the Ravens at home. They got the Cardinals that's, at home. I got options. I got. Options. They got the Vikings <laughs> at home, obviously. I could even I could even do that because then I win either way. I can make fun of the Bears or I can make fun of the Vikings. Right. So I'll I'm just that. here to make fun of everybody. <laughs> I'm just here to. If it, I mean, honestly, yeah. But yeah, make sure you clown Kirk Cousins as much as possible. Fuck that guy, <laughs> dude. I swear to God, if I ever see that dude, I'm kicking him in the dick. <laughs> like I don't care. <laughs> hey, Kirk, how you doing? Fucking wham. God. Dude, I don't know how a team that goes to the NFC Championship game gets Kirk Cousins, which is an upgrade over Case Keenum, let's be honest, and is literally half as good. Nothing changed except Kirk Cousins. <laughs> like, fucking good God. I To be fair, I said at the time, let's just sign Teddy and Case Keenum for half the price of Kirk Cousins, and we win. Because then you have all offseason to figure out who's better, Teddy or Case. Cool, whichever one it is, cool. They can be just as good as they were last year. It's not that goddamn hard. So stupid. So stupid. Oh, Washington pass rusher Montez Sweat has a non-displaced jaw fracture. No physical contact for a month. Well, he has what? to alter his diet. Yep. The NFL sucks. The NFL sucks. Dude, Gosh, Don't injury, be such a pussy. Just... Do you remember Anquan Bolden shattered his jaw, need... had the metal plates, had even... it sewed shut? You don't even need your mouth to play football. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, no, I'm just saying Anquan Bolden had all the screws and the plates and stuff in his jaw, had it, like, screwed shut. Like, he couldn't open his mouth. And played football. <laughs> Montez Sweat. It's not even displaced. It's just fractured. You're fine. It doesn't require surgery. Get out there. Don't be a pussy about it. 
Oh, dude, the NFL these days. Oh my god. So the injuries are ridiculous. The injuries I hate it so insane. much. We're making the game safer, but somehow everybody's always hurt, anyways. <laughs> I miss the day days when like Rod, Aaron Rodgers would get hurt, and but nobody else would. Oof. Hey, we you haven't played the Vikings yet. Anthony Barr might do it to him again. Anthony Barr just might be like, give me that collar, bro. Dude, Anthony or Barr loves to snatch Aaron Rodgers' collar. Oh, collarbone. dude. He takes every time. I just love how that's literally the only injury Aaron Rodgers has ever set out a game for is a collarbone injury. And every time it's fucking Anthony Barr. <laughs> it's Anthony Barr. Yeah, literally. Anthony Barr remember... can't be credited with any other injury except every Aaron Rodgers injury. <laughs> yeah, I I remember when the last time that happened, oh they were playing in Minnesota and yep. Anthony Barr just... Oh, he's oh, he, dude. He went for the collarbone, bro. He oh, was yeah. like drove he his shoulder into the ground. He was like, "It's over." And then that I was get the so pissed at all the people who are like, "That was a late hit." No, it wasn't. Well, it was dirty. Also, technically, no. By the rules today, it would be. But then, it was not a, a dirty it was hit. A it, it was a legal hit, but it was there was definitely intention behind oh, but it. It was just very yeah. He was. Now I don't think it's the same as like back when the saints had the bounty gate thing i don't think he was getting paid to do it but oh, i think no. that's always been the thing though right in football it's if you get a chance to hit the quarterback you hit that motherfucker that's always been the thing like if you get the chance you take it and <laughs> i don't know you hate to see it i don't like seeing anyone get hurt but but that is kind of part of the game still. But, ooh, Christian McCaffrey has been designated for return from injured reserve. Uh, I'll, I'll just get hurt again. Oof. Hey, but we just might get to see Christian McCaffrey again. for a week. We get to okay. see him for a week. So who do the Fair Panthers play. play this week? They might win. The Panthers might win this week. I don't know who play. they play, but who do they play? Panthers play the Patriots at home. Oh, in well, so in Carolina. So either they win that game and Christian McCaffrey goes off, or Christian McCaffrey gets his leg snapped by Matthew Judon in the first snap of the game. No, Matthew Judon can't get any pressure because he's getting held all the time. That's true. Uh, Christian McCaffrey could have a good game against that defense. Yeah. Uh oh shit. Michael Thomas officially announces he is out for the season. Doesn't surprise me. I never expected him to come back. I did, kind of. You know, honestly, though, I I wonder if it's because he's not going to be ready or Jameis just isn't going to be back and he refuses to play with Semi. My favorite video was the locker room after the Saints won. <laughs> Jameis dancing on his crutches. Yep, that was great. Guy doesn't give a, guy doesn't care. He no, doesn't he, care. No, he's great. He's great. Uh, he's not that great at quarterback, but he's he's great to watch. He's great at doing literally everything else. Oh, so here's what Ian Rappaport tweeted out. He said, players of the week, AFC, Mike fucking White is just, that's that's the tweet. And then. Did you see that? Did you see that? Uh, did you see that? Um, He got his jersey and the game ball put into the Hall of Fame. Did he really? <laughs> Yeah, for because of um, 
like him breaking that oh, record for like throwing insane. for that many yards in his debut. That's so he's in the insane. Hall of Fame now. He doesn't even have to start another game. That's insane. <laughs> like, oh my god. Can't take him out. Can't take him out now. Too late. Broncos placed tight end Noah Fant on the COVID nineteen list. Jesus. Oh boy. Everyone's getting the COVID because no one's vaccinated in the NFL. Right. I love how Aaron Rodgers lied about being vaccinated. That's the funniest part. See, so he is, told them he was immunized. Did he? I, so I haven't. Okay. I saw here's something Rogers, weird, here's, but here's I didn't. Where, see here's where that. here's where Rodgers did. He got special treatment that wasn't the vaccine to increase his antibodies and to increase his resistance to COVID. Huh. But the NFL, but the NFL wouldn't classify that as being vaccinated. Which so while he's been treated for COVID. He's not vaccinated. So when he when he got COVID, the NFL isn't treating him as someone who is vaccinated who right. could potentially play on Sunday. They're treating him as someone who's unvaccinated, meaning that he can't come back until the 13th. Oh, he did tell reporters in August he'd been immunized, which is just right. a fucking lie. He didn't okay. say vaccinated. That's true. Because he received other treatment. Right. He didn't say he was vaccinated, but still. Jesus all right, well, that's about all I got. Yeah, but, that's uh, all you got and all the time you have. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Thank you oh, again God. for having me on. That this one was fun. This one was great. This was, a, this good was a good one. This was a good one. Less less angry with each other. Yeah. More uh, angry with each other. Almost on the same let's page wait, this time. Let's just wait till the uh, let's just wait till the Tyree kill debate. No, you'll be on my side after that one. I promise. <laughs> I guess I, we'll see. I guarantee it. <laughs> stand by. It. All right. I guarantee it. I stand by it. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you again, again for being thanks on. Again, of course, but, uh, of course. I think that'll do it for me. So uh, thanks for Great. watching. We'll catch you in the next one.